Welcome to the Be Better Chop Shop Podcast. Why, why is it the chop house, man? The chop shop, man, because we, we chop it up and dissect the information in here. I like that. Be Better World is a movement about empowering people. Stay tuned for some really cool people, some really cool episodes, and learn what you can do to empower yourself. Welcome back. We're in the Chop Shop, the Be Better podcast. And for those who haven't listened, we're all about self-empowerment. And I am honored to have in the Chop Shop with me today, Mr. and Mrs. Jason and Misty Mims. How are you guys today? We're good. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I had to have you guys on the show because... uh, First of all, I got major respect for you guys. Let's, let's start there. For a lot of reasons, and we'll get into some of those reasons why I have those respect for you. And I also know some of the things that you guys are doing in and out, in and through the community, which I think is really, really important. So I just want to kind of jump in, and I'm going to start with this. Like, tell us what you do every day. What's your job? Every day. Every day. Tell me about that. Uh, well, it's exciting. It's rewarding and fun. Um, We do in-home personal training with most of our clients. Um, And if you don't have a home gym, we have all the equipment that we bring to you. So that eliminates that barrier when people say, hey, I don't have any equipment. Not a problem. Um, And the other thing that we do is online. So once COVID hit... You know, that that took a hard hit with us, and we looked at different directions. And so we coach and train um, a lot online now. Cool. So I I know this, and I want to talk about this just a little bit, because we we shared a client locally before COVID hit, right? And it was be funny. I would would coach them mentally, and you guys would come in right behind me and bust their behinds physically, right? (laughs) So how did you guys, like, because I know for me, most of my business is face-to-face. How did it impact your business? It hit us hard for a little bit. I mean, when it when COVID did hit, you know, of course you cannot you got to have that social distancing. So we were shut down for a little bit. But then again, like my wife said, we got to got busy on the online training. And uh, me personally, the business that you speak of, you know, um, I go in there and teach a class right after you were there. Mm-hmm. So when COVID hit, of course, slowed everything down. But everybody realized, and if you have not realized by now, to take better care of yourself, business should be booming. Mm-hmm. Business is stepping up for us because COVID make you think, I need to take better care of myself. COVID didn't, didn't, it didn't matter if you were short. Fat, skinny, tall, it didn't matter. It affects any and everybody. So it also taught a lot of people, I need to take better care of myself. I think the really cool thing about what you guys do, and and like I said, I've got to see you guys in other settings. So like I have an advantage over most people. Like you guys are really partners in this, right? And people talk about being partners. Like, yeah, yeah, we did. Like, no, no, no. Like I see you guys. Yeah. It's, it's really a partnership. When I talk to, I'll just call it Business X because I don't want to put their business out there. But when I talk to them, they say that they feel feel that partnership so tell me about the connection of fitness between you guys i think that's i think that's interesting so it started back uh we started working together at our local ymca Mm -hmm. and we were both teaching fitness classes we were in um, a management role and we just fit i mean we just complemented each other really really well and we felt that the fitness department was running really really well um so at that point, that's when we said we're ready to venture out on our own and see what we can really, really bring. And of course, my husband, you can't cage him. 
with anything. And so he really wanted to be free. And so that's when he left before I did. And so it was probably a year later that, that I joined him. And it, it just works. I mean, he's pretty much the mouthpiece and and I do a lot of the back office and a lot of the online coaching. Well, let me top that off right quick. You yeah, know, you're married, ma'am. I you am. know there's a partnership in being married. Mm-hmm. I know who the boss is. I know who are the parents <laughs> in the house. So don't get it twisted when she sit here and say, my husband mouthpieced it. <laughs> she's doing what she do. Right. And she's the boss of everything. And I have no problem having her there because she's very good at that. Hey, so for all of you newlyweds or in the relationship, understand pretty early on who's the boss. <laughs> yes, that's, that, 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 that's, that's what I heard out of that statement. Yes, sir. So the other thing I saw that was, that was really cool, and, and I don't know if COVID brought it about or you guys just you know, swung this into your portfolio, is that you started uh, promoting fitness for over 50 uh, so, I, so, I, so I noticed that, right? And I, and I thought, hey, what a cool idea. So tell me how that's going. Well, I think it's going very well. Um, tell you the truth, you know, it's not about an age. But being 52 myself, it is a lot harder to stay and be in shape. So I work personally with a lot of seniors. I have a client that is 94 years old. So I work with a lot of seniors. And they teach me. Even though I'm working with them, they teach me this is what I want to be. I want to be able to move. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to just enjoy life. So 50 is just a number, to tell you the truth. 50 is the new 40. Hey, so I, I'm gonna take it from this guy because I saw him dunk a basketball <laughs> not that long ago. So, and he just told you guys he's 52. And when I saw him do that, my knee started to hurt. But that's a whole <laughs> nother story, right? So I'm, I'm gonna switch gears and, and get a little bit more serious about a topic um, that I think is, is near and dear to my heart. And you kind of, you guys were kind of talking about it here a little bit when we were, when we were off the air. You guys are blended family. Right, you blend the family in the community of Billings, Montana, and I'm gonna go dot 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 and leave it there. Right, (laughs) so just just kind of talk through because I mean, you guys are I'm sure you're you're really aware of what's been going on the last six to nine months in the community in the world. You know how how if if at all has it impacted you guys and your family? I would say that. We had to start having conversations with our children that was very uncomfortable for us. Our kids, especially our younger ones, they don't see color. They don't see blended. So we don't use stepmom, stepdad. We don't, you know, we don't speak of the color of our skin. So the last six to eight months, we've really had to have those hard conversations with our kids. And, it, and, and they were seeing things and hearing things and asking questions. And so for me personally, I think that was the most difficult part of it as for myself uh teaching my boys and my girls uh as long as you are doing what you're supposed to do you're staying away i mean trouble's gonna always find you but then again if you know there's trouble there you can get away from it um my son asked me 11 years old dad have you ever got pulled over you know when all this ugly stuff was going on i said yes i have but with that being said i know why i got pulled over and so uh, I did the right thing, had my um, license and registration already handed out the windows. I'm not going to give this guy a chance to not let me get home to my family. So by doing the right thing, guess what? You might find some bad ones out there. They're, they're, they're everywhere. But as long as you're doing the right thing, you're going to make it home. 
So it's so funny. I literally today, like this morning, taught a class on, on diversity and inclusion. Like literally this morning. And the one thing I said, we were talking about somebody brought up the point about, you know, authoritative figures and being a, a male, a minority male in the city. And I said, I, I go, I, I approach that situation with the same goal. I want to get home. Yes. Right. I want to go home. Right. So whatever that means, sometimes that means you might have to tuck your tail between your legs. And again, I'm not a fan of that. But if I got to do that to get home. Yes. I can recover from that. So I, I just I just wanted to do I wanted to point that out because, you know, Mr. You said something that I think is really important that gets overlooked in this process is the, are the kids. Absolutely. Right. Um, and I know, you know, I got a daughter who who's brown skinned. Right. And we have to have some fairly tough conversations about. You know, how she's feeling and what she's going through. And I, I tell parents, parents ask me all the time, you know, how do you deal with that? I say, I, I say three things to them. Keep it real. Keep it real. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, again, you know, you guys have kid ages ranges that's fairly, fairly far apart. Like, how, how are your adult kids dealing with it? Are you hearing anything from them? Well, our adult kids. Yeah, we hear quite a bit from them. But one of the things that I've learned growing up, being here in Billings, Montana, is uh, when my adult kids, and parents, you must know this, when my kids come home, let's say they're, let's say they're 18, 17 in school, and they come home and like, well, the teacher don't like me, and it's because of my skin color. First question I'm going to ask, what did you do? Own up to what you did before you start coming home with that. So our adult kids realize that, let me see what I did first to have this here. So Adult kids kind of got it handled. They hate seeing it, dislike seeing what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to see all the hatred and ugliness that's going on. But it is going on, and it is real. So, once again, like you said, keeping it real, mm-hmm. stay you. Stay true. Love it. I love it. And so I gotta, I'm going to dig one layer deeper because this, this really touches me at a, at, a, at a different point. And I've, I've never said this to either of you, right? So you have a child with special needs who is who is uh, Miss Aaliyah, right? Yeah. And and, and I and I uh, I still remember uh, first time I met her, she comes up to me and she hugs me, right? And there is something about that embrace that is so authentic, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I still remember while I was standing in the shrine auditorium in front of the <laughs> table when she came up and hugged me. Like I'm serious. Like I remember that, right? And because, and one of the reasons I remember it is because of some of the prejudiceness I had towards uh, children with disabilities. Mm, okay, right. And I'm not ashamed to say that, by the way, right. Mm-hmm. But there was something that she did to me that actually changed my life. I never told you guys that. No. Wow. No, you haven't. Right. Um, how how is that daily? I see her. I think it's hope for Leah. So tell me if I'm wrong with that. I, I see. I read those posts all the time. It's, yeah. Talk, talk, talk to me about that a little bit. Um, so we started Hope for Leah on Facebook uh, because we have a lot of uh, friends, people in the community that she has touched tremendously, just like yeah. she touched herself. And we just keep people informed as to what she's doing. She always puts a smile on everybody's face. I mean, just one post on Hope for Leah, she'll get hundreds of hundreds of likes mm. and, and comments and stuff. So she... Um, not only brings a bright light to everybody around her, but you you know, every day there's our struggles for sure. I mean, we have an 18 year old that's the, an 18 year old body that's with a three year old mind. Mm-hmm. So we have our struggles, but she loves life and she's taught us so much to where 
what do I have to complain about at the end of the day? You know, if anybody has something to complain about, it would be her. Right. And she doesn't complain about anything. All she wants to do is go give a hug or a high five and just, she loves people. She loves life. And there was um, a couple times that we were told she wasn't going to make it here and she overcame all the odds and she has just got a fight for life. Oh, you tell her that she changed mine. Right. Yes. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not just telling you that. Like I've, you, you could call my wife and ask her now. Like I was like in front of that shrine table, right in front of that door. <laughs> when that young lady hugged me, I still remember that to this moment. And I remember how I felt like that, that was some, something unreal for me. So just so you guys know that. So I always in my show and I got to get one from both of you all. Right. <laughs> Life motto. Like, what is that thing, and maybe it's different for you every day, or maybe you have that one driving thing when you get up in the morning. What do you say to yourself to keep you going? Mine's, I think, what you hear from a lot of people, where I just want to wake up with a positive attitude, especially in today's world, knowing I don't know what's going to hit me that day. I don't know what's going to hit my children, what's going to hit my husband, what's going to hit our business, but I'm always going to find something positive of no matter what happens to me. Always, always, always. As well as I just search to to help people. I, I have a drive to help people. And at the end of the day, if I've been able to serve someone and help someone, it's made my whole entire day. Love it. Sir? Well, my wife hit it on the head. Uh, I wake up every day to serve others. Uh, growing up where I grew up in a family, Baptist, it's all about helping others. And sometimes it I give too much, and my wife have to reel me back in, but I shine when I see that I help somebody else shine, and I do that every day. So you heard it here. So fitness, family, fairness is what I heard. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Right. Hey, I'm so delighted that you guys decided to join me tonight. Like I said, every time I see you guys, you touch me in a different way. I don't always express that, but know that you touched me, and that's why I called you and said, hey, come be on my show. Well, thank you for asking us. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Jason it's our pleasure. And Misty Mims of Mims Fit. We're out. Be Better World. <laughs>